love Joy actually. Uh, welcome back. I'm Em. I'm Helen. And I'm Paul. And, and this, this is Love Joy Actually. A lot has happened since we were last with you. Um, we very sadly lost Dudley Sutton on the 16th of September. We put a, up a small tribute on Twitter and social media, and we also recorded a, a very special song for Mr. Ian McShane's birthday at the end of last month. So uh, go to the website, lovejoyactually.com, for that. Um, and it was Chris Jury's birthday the day before, but uh, he was once again eclipsed by his mentor. Uh, so sorry, Chris. And... Uh, a belated happy birthday from me. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. <laughs> uh, which reminds me, we are active on social media, so you can follow us on Twitter and on Insta at LovejoyAPod. And many of you already do, which is very exciting. And we are delighted that so many of you participated in our recent polls and you overwhelmingly voted the Judas Pair as your favourite episode from Series 1 and our corresponding episode for the podcast, Peak Vintage McShane. <laughs> Uh, was your favourite in our series so thank you for that uh, you can also rate, review, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts thank you so much to all of you lovely people who have left us some really nice reviews you've made us very happy and in other exciting news we are now officially on Patreon Woo! so, Woo! so if you go to <laughs> patreon.com slash lovejoyactually you can pledge as little as $2 a month as it's American, but I mean, that's probably about two pounds nowadays anyway, right? Yeah, like yeah. one pound £1. £1. £1. £1. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So that, that money will go to help us keep producing and improving the podcast, and you'll also get special patron-only rewards. And um, we've got to say at this point a huge thank you to Kim. Hi, Kim! Hi! Uh, yay! <laughs> who is our Lovejoy super fan, who's already joined us as a patron, so thank you very much. Um, we're going to have a bonus episode uh, coming up soon all about the books that Lovejoy is based on, and that'll be exclusively for our patrons. And now, welcome to Series 2! How has this happened? Hi. <laughs> I know. And, uh, and the, uh, the first episode of Series 2, and we really enjoyed it, uh, we'll come to that later, it's called Just Desserts, and I think maybe the reason we really enjoyed it, it was by Dick Clement and Ian Lafrenet in their partnership. This was this was kind of, kind of the, the peak of their mm. partnership, wasn't it? Because they'd just done the Likely Lads, Alfida Sane Pet, and you could really tell. They were definitely writing together well. I think I really mm. feel like all of us said, didn't we? Oh my god, I understand what's going on. We understand. Yeah. <laughs> so I really feel like Dick Clement was like, we Ian. Yeah. <laughs> Look, Ian, calm down. I know you love this. I know you think this is brilliant, but can you just remember that not everyone understands the expanded Lovejoy universe in the same way that you do? Just try and have a bit more exposition and a bit more. Yeah, so it we, was great. We enjoyed their writing, and we should also say it was directed by Dan Lever. Do we want to introduce sort of the episode? Have you got, have you yeah, got a I have. A, I've gone on IMDb for my summary. Helen for her trusty so summary. It is brief but uh, factual and truthful. Excellent. Um, <laughs> that makes <laughs> a change. Yes. Um, so, just as very broadly, the summary is. After Lovejoy is released from a low security prison. Oh, I like the fact they were like, it's low security prison. Yeah, yeah, low security prison. More on that later. Um, <laughs> after an eight month sentence for theft, he is determined to find out who framed him. So that's basically, is that, is that that's basically what happened. 
Um, yeah, so that's a very good summary. I, I mean, you're right to point out, Paul, the fact that it does highlight the low security aspect of the yes. prison because it's got to be the cushiest prison. I know it's, it's meant really to be like an that they open let prison. you out for WI meetings. Yeah, well, that was lovely. I don't, I'll come on to the WI later, perhaps. Oh, no, go on. No, do, do it now. Em, em so, was so excited. Within about four minutes of the episode starting. <laughs> I was absolutely delighted well, to see the Well, we called it as well. I was like, that, he's at the WI. Yeah, so before you know, he even said it. So we, we find out that he's going to WI meetings to talk about antiques. On a month, like, every meeting, it says on a monthly basis. Yeah, which, by the way, for my WI, we wouldn't do that because we try and do speaker, workshop, speaker, workshop if we could get lovejoy to come in and talk to us about antiques do you think we could get ian mcshane to come in and talk at your wi meeting ian Ian, if you're listening if you're listening (laughs) if you're listening the streatham wi is uh, looking for you so yeah because i'm a founding member of my wi where where, how old are we six uh, why am i looking at helen because you live in my area have you ever been to my I've been life? once to hear Cynthia Payne speak, which was amazing. Not Cynthia Matic Nympho. <laughs> <laughs> Celia, that was Celia. I mean, obviously, wasn't it? you could very also similar. use that, that very, about Cynthia Payne. Very, very, very similar. It's quite apt. Right. Well, I know it's absolutely delighted because one of the things that I'm going to go like full WI now, so I'm going to go for it. And this is really to do with um, women's prisons. Um, yeah, the WI really believe in care, not custody. Uh, women who are in prison. If they're in for short sentences, for example, like Love Join is eight months, um, they're encouraged to join their prison WI, which is run by uh, the, the committee is definitely staffed by people who are going to be at the prison for a while, like um, uh, prison officers. No, uh, <laughs> like prison officers. <laughs> because this is what I found at work. I wanted to set one up at work because I work in a university. The WI that was there folded because it's students and the students move on and they can't be on the committee and they leave because they've got their degree. If you if you don't have one that's run by the actual colleagues who are going to be there constantly, it just kind of falls apart a bit. But the point is that when, if you are the sort of person who has found yourself at Her Majesty's pleasure, you might return to like a really chaotic lifestyle. So if you've been introduced to the WI in prison... Then when you go out, they give you like the 10 nearest WIs and you can pop along and you can see and maybe that's somewhere that you would join and somewhere you could go to and somewhere that will give you a bit of support and guidance that isn't the place that you've come from. I just think it's so important. So, really nice. so I was so delighted to see prison mm. and the WI and it was the early 90s and just be like, yeah, this is this is what my gang kind of believe in. This is awesome. They're yeah. rehabilitating Lovejoy into the community. Yeah. So we find out that Lovejoy, so he got to hang out at the WI, which he loved because he was talking about antiques. He was and enriching and stimulating them, apparently. Yeah, and he got to... I know, enjoyed, he really loved it. I enjoyed that a lot. He was it. loving He could it. enrich and stimulate me any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> he also got to play tennis. Which, Apparently. Yeah, yeah which and he wasn't drinking, jolly. So he was in prison. I mean, it all sounded quite nice, really. Except like, for the not drinking. Well, yeah, not drinking. Oh. But, of course, who picked him up from prison? Oh, Lady Jane. Yeah, he oh. wasn't like Catesby, wandering out of prison with his, with his axe. see-through bag. Yeah. <laughs> and his axe. Picking up that, his axe on the way out. <laughs> but I love the way that Jane, like, pretended, oh, I was just passing, I was in the area. Looking at a horse. Looking at a horse. I'm, I'm starting to go off, Jane, I've got to be honest. Oh, no. I'm like, come on, let's just have some self-respect. Don't go, oh, just don't do it. Like, I didn't mind that bit when she picked him up from prison, but as the episode went on, I was like, Jane, Jane. 
Mm. She took him out for smoked salmon though, which was quite nice. Smoked salmon and lamb. And then, and they did a sort of, it framed it really well. I think it was incredibly well written. So maybe Dick Clement being part of it was, it was a bit of that. Beautifully it was written. really it was, well yes, done. It was lovely. It then, had the right balance between being funny and a mystery, but it was all, you could also actually yeah like, you could follow could it follow really it. easily and you cared about what was going on. So it wasn't just funny. It was like actually kind of involving. And so they had this kind of framing device where she picks him up from prison. They go out for lunch. He then explains what's happened. It was all a bit arty as well. Whenever they did a flashback, it oh, started yeah, in black bit... and white and sort of faded yeah, into colour. So you knew definitely that it was a flashback. They're like, hey, it's 1991. We and can do things. It's, yeah, 6th of January 1991, this episode aired. So actually, oh. it's probably filmed in 1990. Just saying. All those years ago. Yeah. But I think what we haven't mentioned is that obviously there's a five year hiatus between series one and series two, like in real life. But we don't think there's a five-year hiatus in like their lives. It doesn't seem to no. be. The case. If there was anything, it was an eight months. An eight months. Eight eight he was in prison. Or, yeah, yeah, probably a bit more because of him going it going to court. Nine, yes. ten months, I reckon. Yeah. yeah. So there's been a slight hiatus. So he, now, his hair had grown a bit. Basically, Lovejoy's now got his trademark mullet, um, <laughs> which is Eric looked his trademark exactly mullet like the same. Uh, Tinker looked exactly yeah. the same. Jamie did something odd with her hair. Uh, yeah. Again, it's very nineties. My nice. mum had that hair. Yes, my mum had that hair as well. Yeah. Did your mum have that hair? Yeah, my mum's not cool. My, my mum's not cool <laughs> either. So you get my mum, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, one of them. Sorry, mums. Actually, maybe that make, means my mum is cool. My mum had some good blouses, though. She had some very Lady Jane-esque blouses with oh. sort of big sleeves. Lady Jane, again, rocking the fashions. Even really the 90s was. fashion, which, you know, was a fashion desert, wasn't it, the 1990s? She's still... You're still sort of at the, almost at the end, the, the end, tail end of the 80s, aren't you, in this That's episode? That's true, yeah, really? yeah. Anyway, we don't... I, ju- I just realised I would like to say the WI was Wisley Green. I did write it down. I'm going to go away and find out if Wisley Green is a genuine <laughs> WI. Might be. And if it's not, the next time I start one. That's what you're going to call it, that. Excellent. Um, Also, another, like, because we talked about the flashback device, but another device which wasn't new, but was used a lot more in this episode, was the breaking of the fourth wall. Mm. Like, there was something happening, which is interesting, because that's what I remember of Lovejoy. didn't do it in quite as cliche a way, though. Yeah. Series series one, it was deliberately sort of tongue-in-cheek. Yeah. And then in the later series, it's deliberately tongue-in-cheek as well. He's really enjoying it. Well, Well, I I would say that everyone I've spoken to about, oh, by the way, I'm I'm watching all these, everyone says, oh, breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, this is definitely. And it, it happens a lot in this episode. I, I liked. I think it was done. In, it was done well. I really. Yeah, it was that. done. It was done well. Yeah, no, it was really good. Mm. Um, but no, the, I thought the plot was really good because it sort of romped through, didn't it? It was quite. <gasps> yeah, it, it was, was quite really, fast was moving, good. and it all tied together because they hadn't tried, as far as we know, to. This wasn't from a book, was it? Or we were just. Oh, missed... I don't know. I don't think it was for hey, not, not from one of the ones that I've read. Patreon listeners, you'll find out because we're going to do a books episode. Yeah, <laughs> but, this is true. Uh, we haven't recorded it yet, so we don't know. But predictably, the story of Lovejoy's demise and how he ends up in prison starts with a lady. Of course. A blonde a lady. lady. A blonde, attractive lady. A Dutch lady called Renata van der Zee. Oh, you're, what have I written? Oh, I've written Dutch question mark Belgian. Well, and the interesting thing, they call it Holland. Like, now we would never call it Holland. It's always the well, Netherlands. I have a friend of mine who studied in the Netherlands, and he's, he's always gets very cross when people call it Holland, because it's the mm. it's a province. Yeah. Holland is a province within the Netherlands. It's North Shit, Holland I and am South definitely Holland, still so. saying Holland. Oh. Uh, oh, it's not correct. I've learned. 
He gets very cross. He gets very, very cross. Wait, hang on. Slight segue. What's... What the... What's... Right. Holland is part of... it. That's like saying... uh, What if I say England is the same as the UK? Or Yorkshire is England, yeah. It's like saying, oh, I'm from... Wow. I'm from Yorkshire. Oh, yes, I've got a friend who lives in Birmingham. You know. Oh. Oh. I'll never say Holland again. No. Whatever. Could really offend ever. Unless someone's genuinely offended. Oh, I'm going to that shop. From you know, that health food shop. Yeah, what, what's it called? Neverland never and Barrett. <laughs> but, Have we even got past him getting out of prison? <laughs> well, but yeah, we're, now in the, we're in the flashback, so he's yeah, not we even are in, in the prison flashback. Yet. We've gone back so, to... And also, eight months ago. And so he meets Renata in the sale room, and he like, mm. sort of obviously sees the hottie and like chats to her. And thinks, He does oh, insist on being Mr. You know, you'd think he would have no, learned... Well, no, no, mister. He says, no, mister. No, mister. Sorry, no, that's what I meant. I've no, mister. Already. So he can't fancy her that much. But you think he'd have learned by now not to approach... Pretty women. Right up, I'll, I'll let you into a secret. First episode of series six, he's still doing it. She's still blonde and she is from <laughs> a country that will have, that has, well, was not at the time in the EEC, but now is because she's Polish. There you go. Because oh, at the time we're like, because he invites this woman for lunch, Renata, and we're like, oh my God, she just goes off with him like really easily. He's so did Tenacious tax, tax Lady then. But we've now, but also we now know why Renata goes off with him so easily because that's all part of the plan. Uh-huh. Yeah, true. So, what is the plan then, Helen? Well, um, who knows what happened then? then oh, we... I've written Lovejoy in prison brackets like Paddington brackets. Oh, <laughs> we just we just watched Paddington, Paddington too. Paddington too. Like, um, yeah, it is. So yeah, because so now so like we have that first bit of flashback where he meets Renata, but that's when that's while he's still in prison, and it's only after he gets out of prison we have a bit of sort of current day and then we go back into the flashback so basically so then Renata calls him up so he has lunch with her we don't really know what goes on there we don't see that and then she calls him up sometime later and says oh I've got I've got something for you like I'm into you know let's basically she has a business proposition a business proposition yeah that happened before right didn't it Oh, sure in series one it happens it happens a lot I say it's still happening in series six love joy never learns so she says that she's a partner in an antiques dealership in Oxfordshire. So he goes over there to view this. So was it George George Jacob or something? It was a Jacob. It was definitely Jacob. Yeah. But I don't know if that's a real thing. Um, I presume so. They usually are real things, aren't they? Y- y- yeah, it usually is. Yeah. It's, um, so Jacob, like, what is it? Like a dresser? What would you call it? I, I would call it a, a, dressing, a dressing table because it had yeah. a mirror and the little bit for the, yeah. the, the sort of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. wasn't like a... So, which is... Which is apparently worth a lot of money, so the figure of thirty-five thousand pounds is mentioned, and so she sort of basically offers Lovejoy a job to go to Belgium and take to Antwerp, transport, isn't it? Yeah, transport this. Oh, I think that's why I got confused about where she was from because I was like, "Well, hang on, Antwerp's not yeah in it." Just so happened the Netherlands. No, so I've learned it's in Belgium. Belgium, not Holland. Not Holland. <laughs> So she offers him money, so you know, obviously uh, an advance, but then also some commission um, if he sells it. I didn't quite get that bit to be honest because I don't understand business, but basically she offers him some money to go to Belgium to flog it. We're to his public spy. sector workers, yeah. We don't. We, we don't get. We literally don't understand business deals. I got a bit confused about that bit, but anyway, yeah. So he goes to Antwerp for the day. But going to France for the day or Belgium for the day is an excellent 
pastime, which I highly recommend. It is recommend. indeed, but now, now you do it on a train. You, well, not always, but you can still do it on a ferry. Yeah. You tend to do it on a train. Oh, I've done it on a ferry way too many times with school children. Not recommended. Would it not make no. you sick? Yes, and yes. one time we went, we went on the catamaran. Why do we always end up catamarans? Catamarans! Oh. <laughs> we went on the catamaran <laughs> to Boulogne. Um, I went with um, about 120 12 and 13-year-old girls and I don't know if it was a real catamaran, but they're extremely bumpy. Yeah, I was a teacher. I was a teacher listening. I was a teacher. Uh, a French teacher. And yeah, they all... It's true. And uh, and basically on the way there, everyone, everyone, all the girls and most of the staff were just vomiting all over the place. Oh, except me. Don't set Polly off. Oh. <laughs> except me. So I had to kind of look after... And, so yeah, so anyway, going on the ferry, and, and oh, Lovejoy hates it as well. It's actually making me feel ill just talking Lovejoy about mentioned it. the crying babies, or I don't want to say they're particularly a feature of the ferry, but you know. Yeah. But cry, was it crying babies and oiks? Didn't he say oiks? Vomiting oiks. Vomiting, Vomiting oiks. oiks. And you're like, well, perhaps they were just seasick. Exactly, they probably were. Perhaps their friend had just told them a little anecdote about being a French teacher on a catamaran, <laughs> With a and it sent them over the edge. <laughs> oh, I can't bear it. I'm so glad the Eurostar exists. <laughs> Yeah, thank you, Eurostar. Yeah. Thank you, Europe. Oh, I'm so sad. Um, so, yeah, so, so he goes to the, the person in Antwerp, and the person in Antwerp offers him a lot of money. In fact, 35k was mentioned initially, and then he said, offers him 75,000. Oh, 75, wasn't it? 75,000, yeah, and he asked, Belgian francs? It's like, no, dollars. Dollars, and then, American and then, dollars. And then we're thinking, right, 75,000 American dollars, which today is probably about 60 grand. Back then it was only 45 grand. Sorry, that's right, isn't it? Yeah. And actually he ends up selling it for something like £57,000. Oh, and this is where we get... It's when he's in Antwerp with a dealer, we get our misogyny of the week. Yeah, the misogyny of the week when they're dis- they're discussing the business and he turns to the woman in the shop and says, why don't you go and put on a, cup of, a pot of coffee? We're going to be a while. Oh, and he says... Darling. darling, darling, put that on a pot it. of coffee. Darling, I, it, it turns it, the woman, darling, put on a pot of coffee. The I men on, need to talk business now. I honestly <gasps> thought he was talking to the dealer, and so you two kind of went, <gasps> and I was like, Yeah, he's putting him in his place. And I was like, Oh, he wasn't talking to him. No, <laughs> he's talking yeah. to this woman that I hadn't even noticed. So, who was the misogynist? Have we, have we mentioned the fact that so the issue with taking it to Holland in the first place was that she hadn't paid for it yet? Belgium. So, Belgium, sorry, to Belgium in the first place. So she said, Oh, I've, I've, I've basically put Oh, a, that just, was the bit I didn't so That was get. the whole point. So she said, I've put a deposit down on this, but I haven't actually paid yeah. for it yet. But I'm, I, and he said, Oh, bite his hand off, 35 grand, that's amazing. That's a really, really good deal. So, and he, she says, Oh, Will you take it, basically, take it to Belgium and flog it for me? And he argues, to give him credit, he says, well, you haven't bought it yet. I can't do that. I yeah. can't get that oh, through this is the bit customs. And she basically says, oh, I'll give you a fake a yeah, bill of I'll sale. She says, you're going to yeah, need yeah. the bill of sale. And she said, I'll give you the fake, I'll give you a bill of sale. I'll sort you out. Don't worry about it. So the reason that it's a problem in the first place is he is basically taking something that he, he or she, neither of them own. Somebody else still owns it. Oh, so he maybe should have known, really. Well, he did. He did try to talk her out of it. And she yeah. basically said, you know, it's a done deal. Don't worry about it. I'm going to pay. She implied, he thought he's doing this thing again. Oh, I'll help the nice blonde yeah, lady out. He you was know. doing that whole thing. Yeah. If I sell it for her, she can afford to buy it off him. Everybody's happy. Nobody will know any different. It's all going to be fine. He is mm. a bit of a wally. Oh, I get it now. So, yes, yeah, so he basically makes this deal in Antwerp, sells it for 57 grand, comes home, brings back... 
some Gillian for Eric. Uh, oh, Eric, who doesn't eat chocolate or seafood, <laughs> which completely put me off him. I'm like, that's the only thing I do eat, chocolate and seafood. What, together? Mmm. Mm, nice. Maybe that's not. why I always find a bit weird about those chocolate seashells, is because I do love seafood, and I don't actually like chocolate that much, so I'm always like, mm, I'd rather this taste of prawn. All of it. <laughs> Like, but that would be weird, like a chocolatey prawn, <laughs> and it's a very odd experience for me. So I'm not a big fan of those chocolate seashells. He just, was furious about the chocolate. What did he want him to bring back? That's but, what I don't understand. He did also fair, bring back some moe, didn't he? He said he bought some moe. He bought some in the bar. Yeah. Oh, did he buy it? In yeah. The bar? I just, what else could he bring back for Eric? I don't get what he thought he could bring back. Well, like really good knockers. He must, <laughs> he must have known that Eric didn't like chocolate. Yeah, so he comes. Up, so he brings out the gifts. He orders the moe in the pub to take back to his flat because he obviously he's expecting Renata, lovely blonde Dutch lady, to come round to get her fifty-seven grand check. All I've written about this point is I looked and I was like, oh, I've written Eric chocolate seafood. What's this? Oh. And then I've written in capital letters, Eric's hair is too much. Oh, oh, Eric's oh, lovely man. hair. <laughs> Emma is actually in love with Eric, just in case you didn't know. Oh my god, I'm absolutely adorable. But I think what it is actually is that I want to be like him. I mm. forgot where we were. Well, so, he, so basically, Lovejoy, he's come back from Belgium with his massive check. He gets the moe, goes back home to meet Renata. She's not there, is she? She's not there. She's disappeared. She's done a runner. Which is very odd, obviously. He's like, well, I've got 57 grand for her. Why is she not there? Doesn't occur to him at this point that there must be something really odd about this. This is obviously because she's a pretty blonde lady. Renard doesn't turn up. So after like I think what is a few days or something, he says he goes back to the dealership where he met her and got the Jacob, and there he finds the most adorable couple, Marigold and Mark. Who are oh, in... I love them. Oh, they were they were in Amdram. They're in rep. They were in rep. They just Amdram. Amdram, you're right. They were in rep. They'd done a beautiful them. Uncle Vanya. Yeah, in but not in Shrewsbury was... because they had a big argument about oh. whether they did Uncle Vanya in Shrewsbury or not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they were adorable. One of the things adorable. that I really enjoyed about this is this This is probably what, perhaps not for um, Chris Jury, and I don't know about Dudley Sutton actually, but yeah, after listening to your um, granddad's little chat about oh. everything, I thought, oh, we'll do a bit of research. And yeah, McShane's one of those, I kind of knew this, but it really brought it back to me. He's one of those um, regional actors who suddenly, in the late 50s, early 60s, was like, this is all we want. We want authenticity. We want angry young men. We want this, we want that. We want Uncle Vanya in Shrewsbury. Well, he <laughs> left and then by the 80s... Shane was in rep. was in rep. Of course he was yeah. in rep. But he, like, he also yeah. left Rada a term early because he got a part in a film. and they almost, The World and the Willing. Yeah, and they almost... Which I really want to see. They almost didn't John give Hurst, him his... They almost didn't give him his degree because he left a term early and they had to have a big discussion about whether or not to give any jokes about it. Oh my God, Ian McShane in a progression meeting. (laughs) He jokes jokes about it because he he, he jokes about, you know, oh, they almost didn't give me the bit of paper to say that I could act. But the reason I left early was because I got Mm, a part in a film mm. which proved I could act. (laughs) But yes, the lovely Marigold and Mark are at the dealership and they finish each other's sentences and I love them. Um, but I mean, what they reveal is, you know, no surprise to anyone. Yeah, Renata a, is not a partner in the antique He's been a little shit. bit done over, hasn't he? Just, just a little done bit. over. But he's really confused because he's like, "Well, but I still don't get it. I've got her check." And then, the dun, 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 yeah. I felt like you were doing a voice that needed dun, me dun, to do dun. that. He gets he gets arrested, 
Uh-oh. But not by our lovely northern policeman, who's obviously no, been he's transferred gone. back to the north. But by somebody who we all stared at for ages and went, who is that? And we still Who's don't that? Know. And we still don't know. We'll find it's out. It's an actor. And it turns out that the the dresser was stolen from Michael Seymour, who we've met before. Yeah, the minute they said Michael Seymour, we were like, <gasps> the guy with the gun. He was, he was better, a weird collector. Better known to listeners of this podcast as Doody McFlip. Yeah, Doody McFlip. Doody McFlip. <laughs> and, then, and then, so they try and arrest him. They, they, the police are like, well, Lovejoy, you know, we know that you know Michael Seymour. This dresser was nicked from him. Uh, you know that house. You, you, you've gone to the place where we know the dresser was. Mm, Clearly, mm. you're involved. He's like, well, yeah, I mean, she told me to sell it, but, you know, I mean, I'm selling it for her. It's proof I've got this check, like, for her. And then he looks at the check, and it says Lovejoy Antiques on it. Ah. I didn't find it plausible that he wouldn't have spotted that, though. Why wouldn't he have looked at the check? Because you would look at it, wouldn't you? You would look at it. But he says... But I mean, he does say they probably... He says they switched it, so maybe... We would, because we never get checks. But also maybe... He did look at it, it was put in the envelope, because he did say, oh, it must have been switched. So maybe he looked at it, it was put in the envelope, oh, and that, then they switched. Oh, and it was then yeah, switched. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That's kind of what he implies. So right. anyway, then that's how he ends up getting done. Getting nicked. Getting nicked. What, what I did like, you know, we've talked about um, in previous episodes, oh, why, why is he Lovejoy the detective when he's mm, actually Lovejoy mm, the mm. antiques dealer? And I've written down here that it all went a bit Columbo when he's in the restaurant with <laughs> Jane. Did, he has a cigar. <laughs> and he's there with his cigar. <laughs> yeah. And his sort of dark hair, thinking, oh, I'm going to get to the bottom of who did it. And yeah. you just put that in Columbo's voice. I've written down yeah. here. What are you doing? But he like better put maybe this proves why he never does phone the police because he got properly stitched up, actually. True. Why would he? And the that's police really are never true. gonna the police are never, never at this gonna, point gonna go, alright, we'll we'll I mean, try again. The only bit that was a bit implausible about that for me is that like, yes, okay, what was the point in a way he'd already been to prison? What was the point in involving the police? But wouldn't you just want your criminal record to be cleared? Like but not have a criminal record anymore. But isn't there a there's an assumption that perhaps Lovejoy already has like previous anyway. So he's maybe. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So here his ended... untarnished reputation needs yeah, to be yeah, cleansed. True. Which is what he points out, isn't it? That's why they probably chose him as being the fall guy because yeah, it, he, it would be believable it, 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 because it he's already a bit dodgy. Absolutely. But um and here endeth the flashback. So that's how we get up to date of like that's how he ends up inside. And then we just go back back to sort of now we we see him, him trying to figuring trying to out. work it out, which he does relatively quickly. Is this where the cottage comes in? Well, so we've already mentioned, we've already found out between flashbacks about the cottage. So when he gets out of prison, Jane says, "Oh, where oh, are yeah. you going to live? You can have one of the estate cottages." And he's like, "Oh, really?" You know, and she's like, that, "Well, thank well, you. That's unbelievably kind. It is yeah. unbelievably and slightly kind. stupid." And he even says, "Well, does Alex? Are you yeah. sure?" Actually, he shows himself to yeah, be very, was, very I honest. Here, I was. I think this is why I started slightly going off Jane because I was like, "Do you know what? He is being sensible, completely above board here with and, everything. Yeah, absolutely, and, and you're not. Yeah, and that's not fair." <laughs> I don't know where that came from. <laughs> Furious about it. So yeah. Cottage. We described it as a thatched shed. It's basically a thatched yes, shed, did. isn't it? In the grounds of, uh, Fel- well, presumably in the grounds of Felsham Hall. Yeah, or at least in the in the estate somewhere estate, in the estate. Yeah. 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 So he goes and it looks absolutely beautiful. Oh, but before they go there, we also find out that because obviously Lovejoy's trying to get the bottom of it, and he finds out that Andy Coot the fence. Oh, I forgot all about him. Um, might have some information about you know how Lovejoy was framed. 
so he kind of has this bit of information but not no thanks to Eric who bless him has been trying to be a detective in the meantime but and it's not, not, not really we had interestingly I'm, I'm going on a bit of a diversion here there's um so we're used to Eric lying poorly. Mm. No one can lie in this show. <laughs> yeah. Shortly after, so Lovejoy's Lovejoy's moved into this cottage, and we then well, cooked, moved in or moved in. He sort of broke broke into yeah, this to cottage. Yeah, to be fair, but Lady but Lady Jane has told him he can move in. Yeah. So he's he's moved into this this cottage, and we cut to this fabulous discussion at a dinner party at Felsham Hall. I said they always look a bit staid those dinner parties. I'd love to go in there and, and just, just sit there and go Willies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like the bit of you that in school assemblies wanted to just shout bollocks during the choir. Yeah. Like, does anyone else do that? Was that just me? Yeah, no, that, yeah. That's that's me. I mean, I never too. did that's it. You I just too. wanted to do it. But um, no, so we go to this discussion. It was this fabulous sort of possibly the first ever example of first world problems. <laughs> because they have this awful, very incidental character, really, which was very annoying. Oh, she was annoying. This, I didn't mind her. Harriet so Barker. This, this author, who I suppose is supposed to be... I'm not really supposed to be anybody. And she was like a super, yeah, super, yeah, awesome. a super yeah. privileged person who didn't know that she was privileged. Like, and she went to Bali, and the problem with Bali, like the problem with Bali, is that well, <laughs> it's, so so it's so enchanting. It's just impossible to leave, and you just and I, oh, I didn't get a thing yeah, written while I was there. Yeah, also super freaking cheap, so you could probably live there for like. But she didn't quid. get a thing written when she was there, and her publisher had to keep making excuses for. Her. I thought that is the sort of work trip mm. I wanted. Mm. I went to Delhi and got the shits. She got to go to <laughs> Bali and to get to go on any work trips. <laughs> yeah, you went to Boulogne. Um, you, went to, you went to Boulogne with some. You went to Boulogne with some vomiting teenagers. I went to Delhi, which was quite impressive. Oh dear! And she got to go oh. to Bali and then not do anything and just stay there and yeah, make and then excuses. Yeah, let off the freaking hook. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, we're so we're all in the wrong jobs. Yeah. All right, I've gone off for now. I've realised. Yeah, so Norris is there and she's come back from Bali and she needs somewhere to stay. And so Alexander starts offering and her the cottage. And to be fair, Alexander was a little bit into her. Oh, there was like mega flirtation between Alexander mm, and mm, Harriet mm. Barker. And you get the feeling, actually, again, Jane has shown her jealousy because there was a lovely comment. Jane's talking to Lovejoy about her and I wrote this down because it made me laugh. And he says, oh, there's so much sex in her books that she obviously isn't getting any. Yeah. And again, it's a little, because we've had those little snipes before she, she where she's made so comments to Lovejoy. Where she's, she, but she's jealous because I got, I mean, don't you get the feeling Lady Jane's not getting any? Well, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. Really, you know, and and you know, I think she's she's jealous. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, but Lady Jane's terrible lying. So that's oh yeah, that sorry. So, so Lady Jane's Alexander's offering the cottage to to Harriet Barker. The phone rings. Oh, oh, she says hello, sergeant. Hello, sergeant. And then he really says, loudly. And and it's it's the officer ringing to check because he's been sort of tailing Lovejoy and mm. he's ringing to check. Lovejoy's story that he's allowed to stay in the cottage they think he's broken and entered which he has because he smashed the glass yeah and he was like where's the keys I'll forget about it I don't know where the keys are I don't care I'm not going to phone up Jane and you know so so Lady Jane says yep I let him move into the cottage gets off the phone Alexander says oh who was that oh it was a lady from the village oh I thought I heard you say hello sergeant she went oh yes Betty Sergeant. There's no like I'd ring you guys and sort of go hello Uh, All right, Brown All right, Mrs Smith yeah. Not even Mrs. Just no, Sergeant. Just, like yeah. someone. Hello, oh, yeah, Mackintosh. I forgot. She just said hello, Sergeant. Hello, Sergeant. Sergeant. So, like, she kind of goes, oh, hello, Sergeant. And then she just happens to say Sergeant as part of the conversation. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, literally yeah. goes, hello, Sergeant. Yes. Yes. 
Yeah. So, so Alexander's not buying that, I don't think. No, yeah. I think he's a little bit suspicious at this point. He's probably figured it out and at then, this point. He uh, must think, oh, there's a policeman on the phone. I wonder if that has to do with our ever-present friend. I wonder if that has to do with the person who keeps getting my wife into scrapes where she nearly died. Almost getting her killed and we should just have him come and clean the bushes. <laughs> at this point, Alexander doesn't even know that Lovejoy's out of prison. Oh, true. Which I don't I don't really see how he failed to know. Because he's a magistrate. He's a, and also, because surely, I don't, I don't think, think he's like a local character. Do I don't you know think mean? magistrates get told, though, each time, oh, just to let you know, we're letting no, out this one. No, but I feel like they're probably like the pub. And yeah, yeah he, he is a, a local person. Oh, did you hear that Lovejoy's out? Mm. I don't know. He might have known for other reasons. But, but I, I, I just feel like he would have known just because it would have been like, you know, gossip chat. Yeah, but well, they, they all seem happy to have him back. He goes to the well, auction. The W I must have Lovejoy. known because they were like, "Oh, he can't come to us anymore because he's done his little stint." But I think the WI, he was in, the idea was he was in prison in another area of the country. Yeah, we don't know where he was in prison. Oh, Jane was only there because she was looking at a horse. Alleged, allegedly. So then Lovejoy decides to go and see Michael Seymour, who the thing the dresser was nicked from, to try and smooth things over, because he's like, I don't want Michael Seymour to think that I actually did nick his dresser. And bear in mind, Michael Seymour saved his life in yeah. the last series. He was the one who when rang the, the fire was on fire, he rang the fire brigade. Oh, yeah. So it does seem, you know, and there isn't a reason why they would suspect Michael Seymour. Well, why would they? Why would they? Yeah. Do you understand more now why I was like, yeah, I think he's a good guy. What's wrong yeah. with you? Yeah. You... So Lodger goes to see him and he, they sort of smooth things over and that's all very jolly. And we discover that he now keeps the dresser in his hallway and there's a little bit of a joke about, oh, it was in my wife's room so I didn't get to see it very often. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, hang on. Was and there we find out that... of the week about the divorce? And we found out that he's thing. recently been divorced, yeah. but that's At, not the, really dinner, at the dinner party he said something completely... Mad. Anyway, never mind. About paying for the divorce, doesn't it? Oh, no, he says, what would you like for Christmas? This was quite funny, actually. He's telling a little joke to his little upper-class... He's at dinner party. Yeah. at the dinner party. Oh, lovely time. And uh, he jokes about the fact... Well, the dinner party actually is relevant because it's set up. Lovejoy says, look, can you invite... I, I suspect Michael Seymour. Can you invite him round for dinner? Mm. And we don't know as viewers at this point what, what he's got up his sleeve. He said, look, can you invite him round for dinner? I just need him out of the way. I'm going to go and rob his house. Oh, yeah, I forgot about this. Just particularly <laughs> it wise. It was robbing his house. It was just Breaking into his house. But look... But shall, we, shall we explain how he... Because at this point... so. Basically, first we see Michael Seymour. He's like, oh, yeah, let's move things over. We have mates again now. Great. But then he kind of figures out that actually maybe Michael Seymour had something to do mm. with it. And he figures it out through old Cootie the Fence. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, poor Cootie. You keep going around in massive no. circles, not going back to him. Aww. He works for a school. He's a groundsman at the college. That's it. So poor old Coots. Got a yeah, so he goes to see Andy Coot to see what info he's got. Because he hears that he might have some info about who framed him. He goes out to the cricket pavilion where Cootie hangs out and he is tied up. Cootie and there's a man. Is. There's a man. As in literally tied up, not metaphorically oh, tied yeah, yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, he's not bit really busy. <laughs> tied up to like, um, you know, those like... The hooks that you, hooks put your gym that you get in on. your gym. Yeah. And there's a guy, a mysterious, hairy, Neanderthal-looking man. <laughs> we don't really learn anything about He's just a... a he's an incidental he's a, thug, isn't he's he? He's just really? a thug. Incidental thug. Incidental. That's probably how he's referred to is in the script. That's what the title's going to be. Incidental, incidental thug. <laughs> Um, so and then, but that's all right because Lovejoy gets rid of the incidental thug in a, in actually a more convincing than normal fight scene, but only because oh, it's we're not. carrying on the whole you fight say scene. You that he does 
Thrones. Yes, I think, I think because it's not hand-to-hand combat, it, combat it's more convincing because he uses the trick yeah. balls as weapons. Yeah, and then the thug runs off and gets in his car and drives away. And Which then... is a bit pathetic, really, isn't it, for a thug? Mm. Yeah, and then Cootie and Lovejoy have a tenants. Oh yes. Uh, <laughs> And giggle over the phrase hot commode. <laughs> it's quite funny. We giggled over the phrase hot commode. Yeah, hot commode. It's <clears> got hurt. Um, anyway. Mm. Sorry, go on. Well, yeah, so no, so he has a chat with Cootie over his tenants. So basically, Cootie's like, oh, I, you know, I used to be a fence, but now I've gone straight. But, um, for our but... American listeners, I would just like to say tenants is super strong beer in a can. Yeah. yeah, lager. It's Export not like tenants who live in a house. No, tenants no. lager is particularly yeah. uh, classy. Um, <laughs> classy English Cootie, brew. Cootie yeah. claims that he's going straight, um, but somehow his information for Lovejoy is that he's got hold, his hands on this stolen watercolour, which definitely does not sound like the actions of a fence. Mm. Um, <laughs> so the William Calloway watercolour is stolen... As, was also stolen from Michael Seymour's house at the same time as the dresser. So, uh, you know, the, the house was robbed and, like, loads of stuff was nicked, not just uh, the dresser. Uh, dressing table, I keep calling it a dresser, but you know what I mean. Um, and so so he's got this watercolour, he's like, oh, yeah, it came from Michael Seymour's, but, you know, in the meantime, it's, it came from this, actually came from this house in Fulham three months ago. Ooh, he's like, oh, so... So, so, so Cootie's like, right, so you find out who's had this watercolour, you're going to find out yeah. who framed you. Bloodshot's like, yeah. On it, so he goes to Fulham. He goes to Fulham, and who sh- who could possibly be in Fulham? Knocks on the door. Nice lady answers the door. She says, "Oh, I think my flatmate had. I recognise. Yeah, the I think it belongs to my flatmate. Who's the flatmate? Go on, listener, guess who's the flatmate? Yeah, it's the Renata. girl from Holland, Renata. <laughs> Dutch Renata. Renata. Dutch Renata. As we'll call yeah. her. Yeah. That so sounds like a then drug. We, then we that went... sounds like a drug, a Dutch Renata. A Dutch Renata. Like, like the Camberwell carrot. <laughs> <laughs> Dutch Renata. So basically, and then, he, obviously she's rumbled then. She's like, okay, Lovejoy, you know, you clearly know that I was involved in this now. So she tells the story about how she got involved. Basically, her and Michael Seymour were having it off. Yeah, but it's probably why his wife left him. I would have thought. Oh, maybe his oh, wife found out about Renata. Yeah. Well, or maybe... Yeah, probably. So, uh, yeah, and he sort of talked her into it. The the scam, not, yeah, the, not yeah. the sex. Yeah. Although one well, presumes we don't, we don't, both. We don't, we don't know about that. We don't that. know about that. But talk, talked her into the scam. I was a bit disappointed as well because I was like, God, I... I really believed in Michael Seymour from the Judas Pair. Well, I did. He, as sa- well. he saved Lovejoy's life. But again, he was an all right chap. But again, though, because it was clever I, I mean, to bring him I back mean, in. We're, we're fast forwarding a little bit because when he he goes when he finally confronts Seymour, and we'll tell you how he does that in a minute. Although you'll all have watched it anyway. But um, <laughs> but Michael Seymour says, "Oh, it's business. It's just the business we're in, and it's that theme that's come up again and mm, again. Yeah, it came up in yeah. the real thing with the guy doing the scam with the yeah, antiques yeah, yeah. market, and it's this idea of." Like, almost a victimless crime. Like, it, I mean, there was a victim, of yeah. course. Lovejoy was a victim, but he wasn't thinking. I, 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 again, got the impression he wasn't setting Lovejoy up because he had some vendetta, which is what we all thought, yeah. what I thought. Anyway, I yeah. thought, oh, it's somebody with a vendetta against Lovejoy ooh, and he ooh. wants to get Lovejoy out of the way or put away or punished for something. It wasn't. He was just a greedy bastard, mm, basically. Mm. And it was, it was that theme that we had throughout series one of the sort of 80s, the greed. Yeah, um, it's just... 
you know, being uh, the, the greed and the art being both uh, greed and art both being more important than anything else. Which is basically a bit gross, really. So, yeah. Well, in his case, art actually, because mm. when we we'll, we'll explain why. So, do you want to? Yeah, do you want to explain kind of what why you'd done it in the first place? So, what well, so yeah, so it's quite clever. It was it quite was clever. Super clever. So basically, at this point, like Lovejoy kind of sort of has the penny drops a little bit. He's like, ah, oh, okay, I think I see what's going on here. Because she says the police. She says, "Are you going to turn me into the police?" police. And he's like, ah, oh, the police, the police. And so basically. He, that we do, he doesn't tell us obviously what he's thinking so we're like mm, what does he mean what does he mean by we're the mulling police? it over and this is this is the point at which he asks Jane who is friends socially with Michael Seymour oh why don't you invite Michael Seymour mm. around for dinner at your house so that I can go around and like break into his house and Jane's like well, he's not mad? there <laughs> are you mad and and um, she's he's like well no I need to do this so so for some reason Jane agrees and actually invites Michael oh Seymour I love the fact that he went for some reason because she's Oh, because she loves him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She'd do anything that he's... If he and said, Jane, could you possibly dangle off this balcony for me? <laughs> She'd be like, yeah, fine. And, she's still, and we discovered at this point she still hasn't told Alexander oh. that Lovejoy's out of prison, that uh, he's living in their cottage. So he breaks into Michael Seymour's house by... Well, he doesn't break in, actually. He goes down the chimney, which I love. How is that not breaking in? Well, no, it, no, but he doesn't break anything, does he? He just sort of... I guess... Pops. Yeah, yeah. Pops goes into right, his house when he's not allowed. It's right, my lads. I did not break an enter because I did not break nothing. I no, went he, down the chimney. He went down the chimney. That's not a euphemism of any sort. He just sort of poodles down. The, he goes down the chimney. He because he suddenly had a suspicion that wait a minute because he couldn't. None of us could work out. He couldn't work out. Okay, what's the point of you know sending this dressing table all the way to Belgium mm. uh, only for it to be recovered by the police as a stolen goods no one cashes the check nobody's made any money out of it the only point yeah. could be to set up lovejoy this is weird and, and, and that's weird because and it wasn't was no, a vendor so really because there was no reason to set yeah. up lovejoy and then lovejoy as you say the penny drops and he thinks to himself well there's a drawer there must have been something in the drawer because mm. for it to come back and the police re- to recover it and does cootie say that as well no. Who is it who says... He just, is it Tinker? No. So, doesn't somebody say he there must be more? He explains it to Tinker and Tinker... Uh, he works yeah. out, he explains it to Tinker and he says, you know, there's got to be something there because it's been recovered, a stolen goods, it's being accompanied back by the police. Therefore... Um, although that I didn't really understand. Therefore, it doesn't get searched at customs. Oh, yeah, therefore, it doesn't get searched at customs. Because it's a very valuable item. So it's normally when you bring in such a valuable yeah. item, you know, it would be like examined or oh checked. yeah guess that's true so because it's um uh, the police have recovered it it's come back through customs there's going to be something hiding in the drawer oh. and it's not going to be thoroughly searched and wasn't it like in the drawer and then under something it was hidden yeah. within the yeah, framework it, wasn't, it within... wasn't easily spotted was no it? It, it was it was sort of hidden within the kind of uh mechanisms of this dresser if that's and love finds that out because he goes down the chimney creeps around like Santa Claus with a Harold's bag on his oh, foot. Very strange. Oh yeah, he put. Why did he? Where did he even get the bags from? Can't remember. He probably just took them with him in his pocket. Still in his pocket. A Harold's bag and a. So he doesn't leave any footprints. Which it kind of implies he's done it before. But anyway, poodles around the house. Yeah, didn't set the alarms off. We realised because the housekeeper was walking around the house. So the ha- did he on. know that she was going to be in? Because the whole I mean, point was he, he went must there. Have done. He went there while Michael was at dinner at Jane's. 
so that the house will be empty. Yeah, but Lovejoy probably thought he could bluff his way out of a yeah, old lady finding maybe him in a hallway. Maybe he thought he could do that. <laughs> so he goes in, goes in, searches the the, dre- the dressing table, finds this painting in the drawer, and it turns out to be quite a famous bum, painting bum, bum. Fact by Van Dyke from the Rijksmuseum mm. in Amsterdam. Mm. So, so basically, listener, nicked. Yeah, but this guy, again, it's that thing about art for art's sake that he says, well, he's never going to sell it. And this is the guy who was an obsessive collector. Mm, and we guns, remember this from the, of guns, because mm. we remember this from the Judas pair. And he's basically stolen this item, smuggled it back, presumably stolen this item, smuggled it back in, the, in this dressing table just so we can look at it. Because he can't sell it. Yeah, because he's not going to sell it. It has to be from his. one of the world's most famous museums. He just wants to have it. That I idea, think that's awesome. Isn't I think that it's sweet? awesome. That idea just <laughs> like, like, I do that. And Lovejoy is basically collateral. Mm, yes. Yeah. You know, and, and it, it's really interesting. And again, had quite a neat ending. And I quite like this episode because nobody got hurt. I mean, mm. not physically well, so. Lovejoy had to go to prison yeah, for but it. No one got physically. You know, what I mean is, like, no one got. You know, there was no shooting. There was no huge peril. No. Man got hit in the face with some Yeah, I was a bit worried about Cootie. I did think he was going to be dead, but no. Yeah, when they opened the door, I was like, oh, he's dead. And I was like, oh, no, he's not. (laughs) He's just not saying things. And, uh, uh, yeah, he he ended up, once again, coming out on top. And I've actually actually put at the end, you know, um, everybody kind of came out on top at the end because he says, right, I've got this painting. You're going to give me some money for that now, mm. aren't you? So I'll keep quiet. I'll get some money. You don't get dobbed into the police. Everyone's a winner. Or everyone's a loser, really, because I've lost eight months of my life. You've lost your painting. But now I've got some money and you've got your freedom. Well, so he's eight months of his life, but he got sober and he played a lot of tennis. Yeah. Allegedly. Yes. Although then we looked at him and we're like, you don't look like you've played eight months of tennis. We also saw, we met Miriam for the first ever. First oh, yeah, you were so excited. You were so excited. <laughs> They looked at me in confusion because as he dusts off this old car, I went, yay, Miriam! And they looked at me as if to go, what? What? She's just shouting women's names now. <laughs> of course, he's got this lovely car and she's called Miriam. And Morris, where's, Morris, where's Morris, Jane? Miriam Morris. It's Jane's yeah. first car. Jane's first car, Miriam Morris. Oh, it's quite cute. It is lovely. We haven't talked about um, the author trying to get into the car. I still am sure that was inspired by A Fish Called Wanda. Mm. I'm just spotting callbacks and and all sorts of references, which probably are not there, but in every episode. But it it mirrored hugely that thing of A Fish Called Wanda, where somebody somebody has basically borrowed a flat thinking that it's theirs. We've all done that, my love. We've all done that. Somebody they borrowed a flat, people come in also thinking they have a right to be in said flat, hilarity ensues and it involves nakedness. Um, Lovejoy's in the bath, he comes out of the bath and finds <laughs> Alexander. No! And Polly will maybe answer this. Was it abominable? Don't know. We did see him at a, a bum. We saw a bum. May have belonged to him at I, I reckon he would do his was, own bum. I think he does his own honest, bum. It wasn't a nice I, enough bum that it would have been a bum. I reckon ball. he does his own bum. He does, yeah. I thought it was a lovely bum. It was a nice bum. I mean, it was fine. It, it was a standard as, as bum. a bum double for a man. The only thing I know was, um, in, uh, that is nothing to do with this at all. In Friends, Joey got to play Al Pacino's butt in Friends. And that was his. <laughs> The yeah, big role yeah, of his yeah. life was Al Pacino's butt. But, but I'm going to go it? back and rewatch this so episode and see if it's vulnerable. But what happens is, well, if he's credited, what would he be credited as? I don't Bond? think he'd be credited, but I think you could now with my editor's He's not on IMDb. I think I would see the cut. 
But so, but the reason that, I reckon so, you do resemble. So basically, what's happened here, just in case people are a bit confused. <laughs> yeah, um, sorry. Is we that Alexander, Alexander has brought round Harriet Barker, the novelist, to show her the cottage because she potentially wants to live there. She is not impressed at all by the cottage. No. It's like, what the hell is this shit? She didn't look that impressed by Lovejoy's bum either. No, and then obviously, and then she says, "Can you smell Badidas?" <laughs> I mean, Badidas. I mean, the that's best a, thing we've that's ever throw, heard. That's a throwback. So Badidas. Younger listeners will not even know what Badidas is. Like, I, I, I don't, think you I don't know it. what Badidas is. Oh, it's like a that's 80s, you're 90s posh. bubble bath. I'm po- <laughs> okay, wait, wait, no, I'll let, take that. Let me go back and say that. That's because I am aspiring middle class. If oh. you're very, very working class or very, very upper class. You don't know the what only Bidus bubble is. bath that I had in the eighties was you know you get that kid, yeah matey the kids bubble yeah, bath with the little pictures of yeah with but the what little... about when you graduated to being like an eleven year old and you were all like I'm a woman now I mean I know what Bidus is but I wonder if we actually had it because I was from a very working class family or whether I just saw adverts for it might have like you know Bidus. Ooh, in the no, I, I reckon it was people like my my. I was gonna say my mum and dad, which is really unfair on my mum. People like my dad who bought it as like a signalling, yeah, signalling. Well, we use bidet, but ba- I would call it baddie dust. But she says bidet dust, doesn't she? Would I? Yeah, I, just I mean, it's one of those things like American. I, Badidas is like maybe it's called Badidas. And my dad's just like, I've got you some Badidas. But I think I, mean, I think Badidas is one of those words that I've never heard pronounced before. I just used to read it on the bottle or whatever. I like the idea or of see it on the advert. Oh, true. Maybe I've, I've just literally never badidas. heard anyone. I like Badidas. In my head, I was, I was like Badidas. Badidas sounds like Badi. naughty Adidas. Yeah, Badidas. Like wear for naughty people. Yeah. Badidas. But anyway, so. So yeah, that, so Alexander obviously does find out that Lovejoy's in the cottage. But we never. Really... <laughs> oh, he's killed me. Badass. 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 Um But yeah, we never we never really learn what Alexander thinks about Lovejoy being in the cottage. But he just finds out he's in the cottage. Yeah, that was a bit. Yeah, it was really thrown in, wasn't it? Um, was it meant to signify? Alexander's got his own interests, just like Jane has her own interests. And interest. they're all flirty. So, the by the way, it's fine because posh people shag whoever. I, it was I'd a like, bit flirty, flirty between Alexander mm, and uh, I'd like to think Harriet Barker. I'd like to think we could have seen a little bit more than just some underwhelming butt cheeks. Well, you would say that, but you love me He does turn around and give them the full frontal, but obviously we don't off see camera. Yeah. Off yeah. camera. You see, in A Fish Called Wonder, you do get to see it, but that was a 15. And it wasn't Ian McShane, which and is it wasn't Ian McShane. No, and no, it was John Cleese, which is disappointing. Very tall. No. Mm. Very tall. Ian McShane's so, very short. We've we've had this conversation before. I'm getting deja vu. Carry on. So um, we also get to hear Eric's <laughs> appraisal of the Van Dyke. Oh, Eric! Which is just go. Oh, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right in that, but you know, it's only a girl's head. It is. It is. Fair enough. I mean, he's not wrong. It's not it knockers, was. is it? It's not. There's no knockers. <laughs> I'd love to hear what he thinks of the Mona Lisa then. Girl's head, girl's head. Head. Woman's head. Yeah, she doesn't look that happy either. I mean, is she smiling or what? Maybe, um, maybe she's had some chocolate. But lovely. Yeah, she, she just doesn't like. She's just. That was it. The Mona Lisa was just really annoyed. <laughs> she'd been sitting there in Italy waiting. Da Vinci comes back. What's he bought? A chocolate seashells. <laughs> I she don't like either of those things. She doesn't even eat seafood. <laughs> <laughs> we did also find out that like Lovejoy needs, so he's going obviously planning to like get some money so he's like yeah he doesn't go to the police he's not going to go to the police over this whole plot he's discovered like 
this major art thief, you know, stolen a painting, a yeah. Van Dyke from the Rijks Museum. I'm not going to tell the police because whatever. I just want the money. But but we, and then he gives us this long list of all the things he needs the money for, including settling his alimony. Naughty oh, yeah. Lovejoy, he's got debts. What? Got bills he got to pay. Is it alimony? What you have to give divorce. because of yeah? Oh. There's a theme of divorce. Oh well, we did know he had the a child. We yeah. knew that. We, we knew know that. he's divorced, yeah. but I mean the point is that he's yeah. Not she, by this point, she's called Vicky. She was mm. called Kate a few weeks ago, but now, now she's, she's called Vicky. Vicky. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the, there's jokes about divorce all the way through this. The joke that we we, we then went off on a tangent and didn't manage to say at the party at Lady Jane's was when he says Michael uh, Seymour. Michael says. Michael Seymour says. Um, oh, I asked my wife what does she want for her birthday and she said a divorce and I said I wasn't planning to spend that much. So there's a lot of jokes about the cost cost of divorce. Oh, how they laughed. The crying, laughing emoji. Lol. (laughs) I don't think they didn't lol in those days. No. No. You did did. did lol when it was just on a sofa. And also, oh, it meant lots of love. Um... But yeah, and then at the very end, we have the, the we find out the best bit of the whole thing, which is that actually the Jacob that Michael Seymour got back that he hid the painting in wasn't wasn't the yeah, real thing. Is, of course it had been swapped by the person that was meant to be you know so actually scam with the, him. It, it, and again, so what have we learned? Again, we've learned yet again that dishonesty is not rewarded mm, yeah. because the person that arguably ends up the worst off out of all of this yeah. is Michael Seymour because yeah. he loses his dressing table and he loses his painting and a load of money he loses a and load of money and it feels very deserved just deserved well just deserved just deserved mm. he does get his just desserts actually and I don't think Lovejoy's reputation is particularly damaged because actually when he goes back to the auction everyone smiles oh great he's back he's back you know, there is an element of I'm not going to dob you into the police. So you, even though you've paid me, you kind of owe me a favour. There's that talk. It Seymour says, "Oh, this is the business we're in," and there is an idea that actually you don't dob each other in. Yeah. Like there's a line, and the line is that you don't go to the police. We'll settle this between ourselves. This time I've caught you out. Oh, it's a fair cop. So you give me some it's, money. It's slightly we'll making me like this. You want to be I mean? an antiques dealer? <laughs> this is awesome. You make money really quickly. Maybe if it was 1982. And so, speaking of that, that on our potential foray into antique stealing, if you were oh. going to be an antique stealer, what would be your antique of the week? I think Paul and I have the we same do. one. We do have the same one. Fine, go ahead. So it's got... It's... Embarrass the ladies of Wisley Green WI, so, who were so happy oh, with their guinea purse. They were titillated. No, they, I think <laughs> you'll find, weren't they enriched and... Uh, stimulated. Enriched and stimulated. stimulated. So... <laughs> Uh, one of the ladies goes up. It's kind of almost like a mini antiques roadshow. Oh. And she says to Lovejoy, I've got this and I've been told it's a guinea purse. And, and by the way, that still happens. Does it still You happen? can look through the Surrey WI speakers and you're like, oh, here's so-and-so who can speak about antiques. Like, yeah. You bring your own things, he will. I'll have to blah, take blah, 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 in my blah. toast wrap. But anyway, so it, it turned out that she said, oh, I think you're lost for words. And Lovejoy said, no, I'm lost for you know the right words. Because it turned out, he says, oh, it's, so was it 18th century? It was, it was an old contraceptive. Mm, a calfskin mm. johnny. Basically, yeah. It's basically a reusable <laughs> condom. Yeah. Ew! Yeah. Two words that should never go together. <laughs> right, that was my, that was my answer That's to the be. I'm sorry, oh, you the can't thigh. read that. The, the thigh. thigh! Oh, we've been missing the thigh. The thigh's back, Kim, the thigh's back. Came back out with reusable johnny. <laughs> But yes, my my antique of the week has to be the yeah the reusable reusable condom calfskin Johnny. How I am, and yours M would 
Do you have a, an alternative? I do, I'm disturbed by you two just leaping immediately on the... On the calfskin joint. On the calfskin joint. Stop saying calfskin joint. It's just stressing me out. It's just what I wrote down. It's not really an antique of the week in that it wasn't an antique then. But I really you see, enjoyed... the calfskin Johnny was, you see. <laughs> yeah, you it definitely was. A legitimate antique... Sorry, carry on. I really enjoyed Lovejoy sitting incredibly uncomfortably in the... In a, I, d- I didn't get why he was in the sidecar. He's meant to be the important one. Surely the important because one drives. Because he doesn't have a car because he's been in prison. But he's got Miriam now, but Now he, he does, but at the time... Oh, that's why I've written Miriam. So I think that's my antique <laughs> oh, really? A sidecar. Why? <laughs> Marks out of ten. Um, I really, really loved this episode. I did. I thought it had the right balance between being funny and slightly more believable. Some of the others yeah. were a bit more far-fetched. Whereas this one, when you realise what the motive was, it wasn't hugely elaborate like some of the mm. other things we've come across. I'm going to give it an eight. It right? was It was so easy to follow. Yeah, it was easy to follow. We all knew what but was it, happening. But it was, like, interesting. It wasn't easy and therefore a bit, like, boring. It was... It was... It was just smart, wasn't it? Yeah, it, it was smart. There wasn't was... enough tinker. No, True. there wasn't much tinker. But I'd give it an eight. I'd give it an eight. I would also give it an eight. Have I given anything an eight yet? I don't think I have. I feel like you have. Maybe given you something. have. I don't think it's more than an eight, because I'm, I'm kind of holding you out. You gave something a 7.75. I think that was the Isle of Man. No, because I gave the Isle of Man one quite a low score. Yeah, and you I gave was it furious. High, you gave it high school. <laughs> there was one of them where we gave it an eight and you went, oh, oh. God, it's like, it's like you, a two. <laughs> you said it's like when we do an interview panel and everyone else likes them, so I'll give it a seven or something. I did like this one, though. I thought it was really smart. It, you could follow it. That, that was the main, that was the biggest surprise. I, I was, was waiting for something that was going to be flummoxed. I was watching it going, I understand what's happening. Everything that's happening is were so Were we more clear. sober this time? We weren't, were we? Oh, yeah. I definitely <laughs> A half pint, a can of gin, which was at least two units, then whatever we had when we arrived, and then all this red wine. I mean, the booze helps. Um, we've had a lot of red wine, and we've had a lot of... Gosh, we've had a lot of... Are we done? <laughs> so... So, where were we? We've done... Well, no, wait, that's it. We're done. We've done our misogyny of the week. don't know whether we sung it. I think... Oh, no, we did. We, we did, did sing it. harmony. Yeah. <laughs> so, I think that right. brings us to the end of our very first episode of Series 2. Which we really enjoyed, and so I, I, I for one, am very have excited. high hopes for the rest of series yes. two. I do have high hopes for the rest yeah. of series two. So um, rate, review, subscribe. We're at Lovejoy A Pod on social media, and where wherever you find your podcast, you've obviously found us. So and so we're, we're pointless things. And we're Lovejoy actually dot com as Woo! of series two. So well done us. And find us on Patreon, Patreon dot com slash Lovejoy actually. And uh, um, we'll share. All intimate, sorts of intimate views of our behind the scenes. Both of them are interview. Not interview. Behind. Behind. <laughs> what? No, what? that's love joy. Intimate <laughs> views of our <laughs> behind. Intimate views of our behind. I would just say behind the scenes. Anyway, see you soon. Bye. 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 Um, so one of the things we do in do clink. Oh, 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 they do. There's a good clink. Real glasses. Jolly series two, everyone. <laughs>